What's up, guys? Good morning, good afternoon, good night. Man, whatever time it is, I'm glad you're here, and I'm glad you're listening. This is Pauline Theology's Daily Devo as we're continuing through our study of Judges. We are on chapter 9, verse 23 through 57. We're going to be on 23, and we're going to read through the end of the chapter. It's a big bulk, but it's some uh, intense intense stuff so man go ahead uh pause it right now if you haven't read it yet and we'll come back and talk about those four things that we talk about each time all right guys so we are about to talk about those four things the first thing is what does the the passage say what's it even talking about what's occurring what's happening um and as we read we see that it says that god sent a a spirit of evil that would divide uh the the People of Abimelech's people versus the elders or the leaders or the Baals of Shechem. So, yeah, that's what happens, man. And they got this guy, I guess, Gaul. Uh, he's like, Gaul, he comes down. He's like, yo, bro, why should we even serve this dude, man? He really ain't even our family. He's like, I'm the family, man. I come from this place, dude. This is my city. And they agreed with him, which is funny because... I mean, it's going to happen because God called it to happen. He's the one that orchestrated it. But it's funny because originally that's the way that Abimelech came through and made his claim for king was talking about he was the brother. He was really part of these people. And now the same thing happens to him except through Gaal. And so after that... They kind of like set up these ambushes in the woods to try and call him out, to draw him out so they can make war with him. And uh, and so people told them about like, man, up in the mountains, man, it's like, dude, people getting hit up, man, getting robbed. Got to do something to Bimelech. And so, uh, yeah, they got he got I guess he got his dude, you know, what I'm saying he got a spy that goes down and hangs out and they're throwing these parties, dude, because they think they're going to take care of Abimelech. And that guy, that party he's talking about, uh, I'm, I'm the greatest. I'm the dude. I should take care of this. I'm the one that should go against him. And uh, his his guy there um, hears it and gets angry. And so he tells Abimelech of the treachery that's going on between these lords of uh, Shechem, man, and this new dude. And so um, he tells him exactly what to do. He's like, you go hide in the city, and then um, you know, early in the morning you get up and you go as fast as you can and you beat them because I'm going to set them up. I'm going I'm I'm to uh, make it where you can just attack these fools easily. And so it happens, and uh, what's funny is dude see, he's like, man, isn't that some... That look like a whole bunch of people coming down from the mountain. And dude's like, oh, no, nah, man, that's just the shadows of the mountain, bro. That's it. That's just the shadows. And then the guy was like, wait, hold on a second. It looks like the land is producing, like, men in the middle of it. And dude's like, oh, yeah, you see them, don't you? He's like, where your words at now, homie? <laughs> and dude goes out and tries to fight him and doesn't win. He actually flees. And uh, the uh, a bunch of people were were um, killed and injured and slaughtered there. But the next day, Abimelech hears of where Gaal went, and uh, they go and they get him and they slaughter him and they they kill the rest of the people and they kill him and it's taken care of. But then Abimelech decides he well actually i forgot we need to talk about what he does is that he goes and he slaughters them and then he goes into the city where some of them went to take refuge and he burns this this tower down 
And it's not just the people that um, are in war. It's not just warriors, but he burns down women as well. People who had no, were only just trying to get out of the way of the fight. He slaughters them as well. And then I guess he gets a bloodlust because then he just goes up to another city unprovoked. And he goes and he murder or tries to murder them. He he sees that they all hiding at uh, the tower just like before. And he's probably thinking, well, it worked good last time. Let me go ahead and do it again this time. But instead, as he made close to putting this the brambles and stuff right up next to the um, the tower to set it on fire, a certain woman. <laughs> yeah, a woman dropped a millstone on his head and busted his head open. And then uh, he told the dude, he was like, he's one of his servants, I guess probably an armor bearer. He's like, draw your sword, man, and kill me. Unless they say that I was killed by a woman, bro. <laughs> and so dude did it and he killed him. And it says that the recompense came upon Abimelech and on the elders of Shechem for the things that they did to his brothers, uh, the 70 men. Yeah. And so with this, this story, this event that just passed by, what can we see about God? Well, I think God pours out his wrath upon sin, upon evil. The things that we do is poured out. We see it here. Um, but then the question comes to ask, well, how come we don't see that in um, like modern times all the time? You know, and I think the, the answer is, is clearly because the, the sins, the wrath of sin is poured out on Jesus. You see, in the old times, this this uh, we see it happening, the wrath of sin being poured out on certain places. And we even see it now being poured out on some places. But the entire wrath of God is poured out on Jesus. So not only do we see here the fact that God does pour wrath out on sin, he takes care of sin, recompense comes, judgment comes. But I think we also have to realize now that judgment comes through Jesus and if, you, if you're mad at that, then you, you can't be saved because you deserve death and destruction just as much as any other person because it's not the greatness of the sin, but the fact that you have sinned, the fact that I have sinned, the fact that we have sinned. It deserves this wrath that needs to be poured out. But by God's grace, oh, his grace, he would pour it out on Jesus. Uh, what do we see about man is that man can be extremely evil. Man can be evil. It's when they're driven away by their own lusts, their own sin, their own desires, they could be evil. And search your heart. I need to search mine to see what evil lies within it and then repent because that can fester and destroy and cause my own destruction ultimately. What's the application to apply here? Well, the biggest application for me is that uh, remembering God's wrath is poured out on sin, but it's poured out on Jesus and that we should accept him. We should trust in that sacrifice, believe in him and follow him. Lay down arms against the, the king of the universe and be a part of the kingdom that he's building and creating so that we can have everlasting joy. That would be, for me, the, the biggest application. But I think 
something that also is true is that the only way that we can overcome this evil and this sin that lies within our hearts is through submission to the true king. It's through this submission to the true king because, man, we are evil. Now, I'm not going to say that we are as evil as Abimelech killing 70 folks and his own brothers at the boot, you know. But we have done each of us evil in our lives that need to be uh, uh, punished for. Yet God, in his grace, punished his son so that we may be free. So trust in that, guys. I thank you for listening, man. And uh, yeah, we'll, we're finished with Abimelech. That's the last of him. And the last kind of of the, the Gideon uh, saga, if you want to continue to say it's that, but it's Abimelech. But then we'll be uh, moving on to a couple of uh, short, um, a couple of short uh, judges, and then um, we'll be on to the next main judge. So I'll see you guys in uh, the next episode.